my historical nerdy friends. Welcome. This is Historical AF. I'm Keenan. And I'm Robin. We are a historian and special guest bringing you the morbid and funny, fun combination, historical nuggets you never knew you needed in your ear holes. This is Theme Parks Part 2. Part 2. Didn't even practice that. I love theme parks so much, and I'm really excited about this. So I've already decided she'll go first because she has morbid, and then I'll try to end it on some weird shit. So it's like less murdery, and yeah, yeah, less yeah, murdery. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. So you'll have to excuse me. This this is the other familiar is is joining in on on the spooky today. Nixie, don't show your butthole. Show your face. <laughs> but that's what cats do. Look at my butthole. Yes, exactly. It means she likes you. If she shows you her butthole, she likes you. <laughs> uh, this is more reason to shameless plug. Join Patreon. You can see all the critters. There's always an animal somewhere. <laughs> Generally cats because they rule the world. So you've been on a couple of minis, but just kind of yes. refresh everybody on who you are. Oh, so I'm Robin. I live in Colorado. I'm, you know, the weird one who is the keeper of horror lore and just <laughs> knows all the weird random shit about all sorts of weird random shit. That's an amazing description. <laughs> I want to be cool like you when I grow up. <laughs> well, I tell you what, come to Denver. I'll make you the keeper of something. Awesome. So we want to just jump into it because I'm excited. Okay, Sure. Ready, so, ready to ruin my night with horrible, horrible facts. <laughs> horrible, <laughs> terrible things that happened at theme parks. Yes. So, so I chose to do morbid for my part of the of, uh, theme parks. Part two, morbid as fuck. Not really historical, just morbid as fuck. <laughs> it happens so, in the past, therefore it is history. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, <laughs> so where I chose to start off with is this fabulous little place called Action Park that was in Vernon, New Jersey. You might know it. There's a uh, documentary about it on HBO right now called Class Action Park. Yes, I've been holding off on watching it until after this. <laughs> it's horrible to say, but it's there are some bits on it that are just hilarious. And I think part of it is because I am that just like kind of on the younger edge of exactly who who Gene Mulville was trying to seduce into the park. It's because I'm in my middle 40s. So it's just right at that age. And I remember the first time I ever heard about it was MTV, back when they used to actually have music. Did uh, I think they did spring break, like either 93 or 94 in Action Park. Oh. So that was the first time I ever heard about it. It was like, oh. Is it? <laughs> couple of the people who used to work at Action Park have class mentioned that it it was 16 and 17 year olds running the most dangerous theme park in the world. Wow, that was. young? There were people being promoted to area supervisors of the park who basically the reason they got promoted was they'd been there two seasons. Oh dear. So they were like the most qualified people. Oh no. To be there for this. Oh, that can't that can't go well at <laughs> all. End well. Gene got started with it because he had bought all this real estate in Vernon and he had originally wanted to do like a ski resort. Ski season in in New Jersey is really 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 short. So he had to come up 
with something to lengthen ski season. So he created a machine that created snow and it used a jet engine to blow oh. the snow up the hill. Oh dear. Yeah. Jet Seems engine aggressive. blowing snow. <laughs> Seems really aggressive. <laughs> when you learn more about Gene, it's like, ah, <laughs> now I see why. Oh, is this what Action Point is based off of? Action Park, yes. Okay. The, the Johnny Knoxville Yeah, Johnny Knoxville. Okay. I'm like, this There's, sounds really similar to that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the same park. Okay, um, okay. I knew it was based on a real place. So now I have a visual. Let's think of jackass the whole way. Yeah. Right, let's oh, God, it was worse. God. Like, jackass was, like, chill compared to action park. Wow. Um, there's a little tidbit that I'll talk about later, if you remind me, with okay. action park and uh, Johnny Knoxville talking about it okay. um, so 1978 gene creates action park because even with his new fancy pants snow machine can't keep snow on the hill long enough so it was marketed towards in jersey kind of older teens who are going to take their younger brothers and sisters and their friends late 70s early 80s mid 80s we were like the first latchkey kids parents got divorced Tell mom you're staying with dad for the weekend. Dad has no clue you're supposed to be there. And even if he does, he's not going to tell you, no, you can't go to the to the water park with your friends yeah. because they want to be the cool dad. So your best friend's older brother is schlepping you down to Action Park. There were a few different sections to, Alp to uh, Action Park. There was Motor World. There was the Alpine Park. And there was a water park. And kind of split that uh, the water park and the alpine park are over here over here on the other side of the interstate oh no is motor world so it's they built like, action, huh? <laughs> until until he finally built like a walkway oh, okay. the interstate so that people could go from one park to the other without playing frogger well, almost all of the, the rides were designed in-house by Gene. Coke filled. Just. <laughs> he would draw pictures on cocktail napkins and take them to engineers at the park and say, make this happen. Oh, no. Nothing good ever comes from that. <laughs> One of the most famous was called the Cannonball Loop. Yeah, what it sounds like. You start out from this, you know, high platform you go down and it's a 360 loop and you out into a little pool. Little pool being the oh. operative words here. When they first built it, they sent like test dummies down it. Test dummies came out with no heads, no arms, no legs. And Gene was just like, So he started offering the kids that were working at the park. You've got to remember, these are 14, 15, 16-year-old kids. He would offer them 100 bucks to go ride the cannonball loop. Oh, no. And oh. You know, Kids, don't eat, your brains aren't even formed then. You can't make <laughs> They're just like, 100 bucks. That sounds yeah. amazing. And early 80s, 100 bucks was a lot. Yeah, to ride it. Roller that's working minimum wage. That's oh. like what you're making in a month to, yeah, ride a water slide. Where is your head? 
I don't need that arm. Well, <laughs> that's what they used. <laughs> their heads. The whole park, like I said, fueled by teenagers drinking beer with no rules. Because Jean really didn't hire any adults. So it's, you know, 16, 17-year-old kids making all the rules. Probably because adults or might be like, kids. don't look right. <laughs> yeah. In the, the beginning with Cannonball Loop, the the pond they splashed down into was too short, too shallow. So he built out like another five foot kind of going. So the first few groups of kids that went through came out with like mouths bloody and just beat up all the hell. The next couple groups of kids who went through had just gashes, lacerations all over their body. So they took apart pieces of cannonball loop to find out why the kids had lacerations. And it was because the first group of kids, their teeth were embedded in the padding in the loop. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, um. <laughs> can you imagine the one being like tooth gashed? <laughs> you have no teeth and your teeth are embedded oh. in, in your friend who's like four riders behind you. How do you explain that to your parents? <laughs> You got a hundred bucks for it. I mean, I mean it was the eighties. When they came home from work, they were gonna be pants that you're bleeding all over everything. You got a hundred bucks for it. I mean, you know, really, it comes down to it. In this loop on the down, you could hit nine G's. The only other place you can experience that is in a fighter jet. That oh oh no. Yeah. Yeah. That's not safe at all. <laughs> no. And at the at the bottom of the loop, they actually had a trap door cut because if you were too heavy, you couldn't get up the loop to go the whole way around. So you would get part way up and then fall back down. So it would open the trap door and pull your butt out because you're too heavy to do it. There was this great one called Cannonball Falls, which was another slide in the water park. And, you know, it starts off pretty steep. There's like a net kind of over the top. So you go out and you start, you're starting to go and fall and fall and fall. And it's really steep. And then all of a sudden it's just black. Next thing you know, you're being shot out 15 foot in the air over a pool of ice cold spring water that's 17 foot deep. Oh, this is nightmare fuel. <laughs> I don't like any of this. Yeah. Oh, this. And it gets worse. That's the whole thing. Oh, um, good. <laughs> so they had these, had some really kind of interesting things, um, like their speed slide. Almost vertical slide, water slide going down. A lot of people joked about it and called it, you got your first colonic for free at Action Park. Oh, no. <laughs> I've heard of that. Okay, so on TikTok, there, I don't know how I got into that part of TikTok where people are talking about... <laughs> water slides or like being on a boat when they hit the water with their butt and give themselves an enema oh my god that's oh nightmare fuel i can't like going 70 miles an hour out of a slide hit the water you get your first colonic for free well okay you had to pay like 10 bucks five bucks (laughs) to get in the park yeah but relatively free It's going to leave Mark. <laughs> there were some great things. They had, this one wasn't terrible. It was called the Tarzan swing. So it's, you know, like the rope swings we had into oh. ponds when we were kids. Yeah. So they had this 
the platform was about 20 foot up in the air over a, a large, deep pool. So you would you know, swing off and, and they told you, you know, just swing off, keep your feet down and let go, fall in vertically. But, you know, teenagers being teenagers, the other people in the line, other Jersey teens would be yelling at you, um, calling you a pussy or telling you to fuck off because you didn't do it right. So they would get people who would swing out and do um, loops backwards into the water. Just fantastic stuff. Kind of a shock when you hit the water because, once again, spring-fed ice-cold water. Oh, no. <laughs> and some of the kids went into shock from the water. Oh, no. There was also, like, no rules as to after you hit the water, you were supposed to swim away and get out of the pool. So kids got fell on. Oh, no. uh, A lot of people, you're not because you're not prepared to support your body weight on a swing like that, mm-hmm. would dislocate shoulders and just, like, immediately fall and crash onto other kids swimming in this pool. Oh, I can't imagine why this didn't last. <laughs> oh, no, it did. It was like 20 years. 20? Action Park was around. Nobody sued? Well, it was the 80s. I guess <laughs> before people no, sued for people, everything. People sued, but there's there's this a Colorado River ride. Nice, slow, because like it, most of your theme parks, you have that that, you know, raging rapids river ride where it's just kind of lazy river. You're in your little pool float, floating around. I like that. Well, not at Action Park. (laughs) Jean wanted the real experience of rafting down the Colorado River. Oh, dear. There were class four rapids in it. Uh Uh-oh. So, you know, groups of riders would come out, like single riders in a tube when you should have had two or three or four came out unconscious because there were spots where your tube would go up and go vertical and clump down. Holy crap. And there are lifeguard chairs stationed regularly throughout the river. However, they were always empty because Jean's reasoning behind this is when you're rafting on the Colorado river, there's no lifeguards. Oh, I mean, that's true, but that's not, that's not for a theme park. That logic does not transfer, sir. But if, if you're Gene and you're this Coke fuel, it, it works. It's a hell of a drug, I hear. Yeah. Wow. So that was kind of some of the stuff in the water park. Over in Motor World, they had speedboats that went 40, 35 or 40 miles an hour. Oh, oh Which, no. You know, awesome. Teenager driving a speedboat. <laughs> well, once again, don't forget Word Action Park, where you're fueled by alcohol and never hearing the word no. Yeah, no, that's so dangerous. Yeah, that's... so you're in essentially bumper boats going 35 miles an hour. Oh, no. Yeah. And the lake that they were in and Gene knew this when he built it, was infested with snakes. <gasps> no, 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 and, no. And because you're being in a natural water formation and you've got these boats going around that aren't necessarily real well kept up, you've got gasoline and oil in the water too, Yeah, which makes it that much better. Oh, no. Nobody died on the speedboats though. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> Nobody died in speedboats. 
they have this other really cool ride over in Motor Park called Battle Tanks, which when you think about it, sounds awesome. You're like in almost like a bumper boat with like a, a little gun that shoots tennis balls. So you could hit other other boats and it would kind of cause the, the motor to, to stall so mm-hmm. that you couldn't move anywhere for a little bit. Well, you could kind of turn up the pressure for shooting the tennis balls out to hit other tanks. Oh, no. And on at least one occasion, somebody soaked the tennis balls in gasoline and then lit them on fire. Why would you do that? What? Once again, this is the 80s. (laughs) Who comes up with these things? Holy shit. Well, alcohol-fueled teenagers in the 80s, we were stupid. (laughs) With a capital S. (laughs) Stupid. (sighs) I guess my sister was was just, like, way too tame because she's your age. (laughs) Or she just never told me about these Oh, I would have I would have gone in a heartbeat. She probably would have too. Because we're honest. It was awesome. Um, so that's kind of and then also in Motor World, they also had the was the kayak experience. Oh, oh good. Which, like it like it sounds, was actually kind of this wide, fairly shallow water feature that was more like a lazy river and you would go and practice kayaking on it. Legit. Yeah, that sounds lovely. It was, it was for kayaking. And for most people, it was lovely. Okay. What did they do? A, the, well, that's the whole thing though. It wasn't a bunch of alcohol fueled teenagers in it oh. because kayaking, that was one of the, that was one of the kind of mid depths in the history of action park was there was a short in Phoenix in one of the electrical wires underneath it. Electrical wires going under running water. Not the best of decisions, but once again, Gene. Coke-filled genius. So There was air quotes there, folks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. air quotes around genius. Coke-filled, no air quotes. Totally Coke-filled. Um, oh, Lord. so somebody did get somebody did get electrocuted oh. in the kayak experience. That was the only death in the kayak experience, though. That that was the only death in the in the motor world side. Yikes! So <laughs> many yikes! Oh, oh no! There's there's more. But wait! But wait! There's more. <laughs> so um, oh, to God. get to the they had an alpine slide which is like the little almost like toboggans with wheels that would go down alpine slide a lot of us know about them it's kind of like a u-shaped depression that your little toboggan fits into and you ride it yeah ride it down the hill and you know there's usually like the s-shaped curves and stuff so you can swerve and have a good time with that Mm -hmm. well to get up to the top of the alpine slide you went up a modified ski lift and you would hang your little cart on the side of the ski lift. So kids figured out if you rocked the cart of the ski lift just right, you could accidentally, once again, in air quotes, knock your cart off onto the patrons walking beneath you to go to various rides. So there were concussions, head injuries, people getting wanged in the head by 
errant alpine carts. Youths. Evil. <laughs> evil youths. <laughs> Who even thinks of that? Let me give let me concuss this person real quick. <laughs> and then what are you gonna do? You can't get on your toboggan because you just concuss somebody with it. Like, exactly, because yeah, you hit somebody. Why we can't it. have good nice things. <laughs> people like that. Yeah, uh, people like Gene Mulville are why we <laughs> There was, there was a death on the Alpine slide. Gene had, t- had been told by the state that, okay, this curve, way too sharp, not deep enough. You can flip over it and careen into this huge pile of rocks. Oh, God. So I believe he was 17, 17-year-old young man. It's exactly what happened. Careened into the pile of rocks and... He did unfortunately die. Um, that is one of the more tragic stories that they talk about in the documentary Action Park because they interview his family and it was rough. It was really rough because he yeah. was only you know, maybe 10 years older than I am. Um, but Gene had insurance, but not really. Gene didn't believe in having insurance. So he. Yeah, so he created this company in the Cayman Islands called London and World Assurity Assurances, not Assurities, Assurances. And it was just a front for money laundering. Oh. Uh, eventually, they were charged with crimes, and the FBI did come in and came, they would come in with duffel bags marked with property of US Treasury. And the people at the front gates would just start emptying out the tills into these bags because they knew that feds are here. We're going to have to pay them somehow. So they would just give them all the money in the tills <laughs> because then, then the feds would go away. Oh, that's some shady shit. Fucking crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and also Gene and all his infinite wisdom in a line for one of the rides if he got sick of people, they would hop one of the back fences from a car park, hop the back fence, get in and be able to ride rides for free. So Gene had this brilliant idea to have an employee masquerading as one of these kids jumping the fence with no ticket. And he would shock the person with a cattle prod. Oh, my God. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so these kids then would go home and would tell, you know, their parents or the people that had brought them, holy shit, did you see this? He killed somebody for not having a ticket. Next time we go, we better have a ticket. (laughs) (laughs) There's one of the stories. This one is not in Action Park. This one is actually from another employee who worked at the park, not in the documentary, worked at the park. Gene forced quote-unquote self-defense, had a Mac-10 in his office. Kept it like in a file cabinet. Yeah, like you do. Jesus. It's, it is New Jersey. There are there were some rumors that aren't necessarily rumors that he was involved with organized crime. Oh, I would believe it, yeah. So Yeah. So he just had it in a file cabinet underneath some papers. So one of the employees one night sneaks into Gene's office Opens up the drawer because he's going to get the Mac 10 and attempt to to sell it. Well, gets in, opens the cabinet drawer. Mac 10's not there. 
Another employee took it earlier and wound up shooting a bunch of shit up at the park. Not people, just park stuff. Yeah, no people. They did it after hours. So fortunately, no one was harmed in this incident. (laughs) This one? (laughs) This particular incident. Oh, Lord. Kids would be given wristbands. Everybody got a wristband when you came in. One was like to to tell how old you are. I said various colors. And then one was if you were old enough to drink. Well, if you were in like on the the Tarzan swing and such and couldn't swim out yourself and one of the lifeguards had to jump in and save your floundering ass, you would get a new wristband that said CFS, which was to notify other lifeguards that you can't fucking swim. Oh, no. It's kind of one of those, well, we told you you can't swim. You probably shouldn't have been on that ride. So I think I'm going to kind of end this not quite so terribly. But um, so one of the the things about it was they, they did have an infirmary. And they would often see 100, 150, 200 people a day into oh. the infirmary with like bumps, bruises, scrapes, scratch marks. Because, you know, you're walking around in a theme park on blacktop. And it's hot. If you didn't remember to bring shoes or flip-flops, you are going to get your feet just eaten up. And you, know, you trip, fall, you get some some asphalt burn. So they would people would go to the infirmary shed. And they had a spray that was orange. So it was alcohol and iodine. And if you've ever had alcohol and iodine sprayed on an open wound, it hurts. Oh. A lot. Oh no. So they had they they kind of made it into a game. Got injured, go to the infirmary. They would have you stand in a circle that they had drawn on the floor. You'd get sprayed down with the orange fluid. And if you didn't leave the circle, you got a prize. And there were I think five or ten people over the entire history that the park was open. That got that prize. Well, yeah, it's like being sprayed with acid. <laughs> like you're gonna, Jesus, <laughs> you're yeah, gonna flail a, a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah. There was one guy that they talk about in the documentary. He's big, beefy, very, very manly guy, and he fell and had road rash on both sides of his body. They sprayed one side and then told the kid working in the infirmary. I would rather the other side get infected and I die than having this done again. Oh, yay. It would hurt less. That's how amazing it feels to get hosed down with alcohol and iodine. I was going to talk about the tide pool. A lot of water parks have them. Uh, it's like a kind of a big swimming pool. One end is much deeper than the other. And they have a, a machine that will create waves in it, which is awesome. Lots of fun. You get to kind of jump in and enjoy the waves. Mm-hmm. Action Park, not so much, because the bottom of the wave pool, I believe, was about 20 foot deep, and it's not marked, so people wouldn't know until, you know, you swim up to getting close to the front and realize you can't touch bottom. And then the waves hit, and the waves are a couple foot tall. It's like ocean waves. So the waves would run for 20 minutes, and then they'd have 10 to 15 minute intervals between each group of the waves. So that the lifeguards could look for bodies. 
of kids who'd been knocked unconscious, kids who weren't able to swim. And eventually they had to paint the bottom of the wave pool white so that it was easier for the lifeguards to see the kids in it because it's kind of gross, dirty river water, lots and lots of suntan lotion, and kids are getting bashed around. There's blood and then feces and urine and all sorts of stuff floating in the water. On a bad weekend, they could pull between 30 and 50 kids out of the wave pool. Oh my In God. order to get them out of the pool. So they didn't drown. They did have at least two people drown in the wave pool. So tragic. <laughs> but you'd think was... after the first one, yeah. and they didn't change anything, after the second one died, they still didn't change anything. I would be so God. pissed if I was that family. Oh, I'd be so pissed. And they sued. And because Gene owned his own quote unquote insurance company, Families were lucky if they got five, ten thousand dollars for the oh. loss of, of one of their children. Part of it is because kids aren't worth much. They don't have families they're supporting. Oh my god. Much. That's so a punchable throat of... for somebody that says that shit. Oh yeah. Because I don't like kids, but even still, they're worth a lot more than yeah. Them. So kind of to to sum up Action Park in one little tiny thing. Donald Trump decided Action Park was too wild and dangerous to invest in. He said, no, I can't do this. This is too wild and crazy to invest in. Uh, Okay, well, how (laughs) dare you make me agree with Donald Trump for one? (laughs) That's it. Just how dare you (laughs) make me agree with him? But I can, there's there's kind of a funny to go at the end of this. Okay. Um, okay. Get Gene the bad was, Donald was, Trump out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Gene was this huge fan of all kinds of festivals. They would have huge parties for 4th of July with you know, fireworks and soda and hot dogs and all of that for everybody. Yeah. Um, throughout the winter, there were various parties for Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and all of that. So Gene decided, that's it, damn it. I love Oktoberfest. Ooh, who does it? I know, right? <laughs> so he had a brewery and beer garden imported from Germany. Okay, I'm here for this. Broke it broke it down in Germany, brought it to Action Park, and built it. Ooh, yes, he said yes. He also imported his own German brewer. <laughs> like the person? Who happened, <laughs> who happened to have been the personal brewmaster for Hitler. No, no, yeah, no, and I, I don't know if he like went over and and did the, your bear's good, but your dear no, your backstory is not bad enough. Yeah, your beer's good, your backstory is not bad enough. Oh, really? You were the personal brewmaster for one of. The most horrifying, wretched excuses for human beings on the planet. And you've got good beer. I've got somewhere you can come work. Yeah, just when you think that he can't make any more terrible decisions, let's throw Hitler in there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, because, but apparently 
from what a lot of people said, the beer was delicious. And after that particular brewmaster, I'm not sure if he left or if he died. Um, it's not super clear. The new brewmasters that came in actually brewed much better tasting beer and were not involved with anybody on the fuck you list. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. So, so they got decent people then to come in and brew the next batches of beer. Sorry, it's dinner time. Dogs are out. <laughs> I get it. I, I had to feed the cats before I before I started <laughs> this because otherwise it would have been absolute <laughs> pandemonium and chaos. So my next one is actually kind of kind of really pretty funny. Um, because I'm not gonna talk about the bad stuff that happened at this park, just the funny. Okay. So there had been an amusement park in London called Battersea Park. Had to close in 1972. Bad, yucky. We're not going to talk about that. If you're a huge history buff, a huge British history buff, you might recognize the name. It's because Battersea Park was one of the most famous dueling grounds in all of London. Oh. Including one of the most famous duels fought in there was the Duke of Wellington and the Earl of Winchelsea met to fight out a to they went to settle a matter of honor duke fired his pistol way wide of the earl earl fired his pistol into the air they decided all right all right it's fine whatever and uh, later on the earl wrote a groveling apology to the duke saying dude i'm sorry i fucked up it's now this really beautiful park in london uh you can look up pictures online they've got um, i think they've got like an a little bit of an animal park. Very safe now. One of my next ones. This scares the hell out of me for several reasons. So there's these th- these things called SCAD dives. SCAD sound- stands for suspended catch air devices. Nope. So yeah, they would take a person 150 to 170 foot in the air and drop them into a net about 50 foot off the ground. Um, I'm going to hard pass on that. <laughs> yeah. No. no tether, no bungee, no nothing. Nothing? So, no backup? Nothing. Oh, God. No backup. Never, Just the you, No. No. So, I'll, you know, as you can no. tell, doesn't always end well. Sometimes the net wasn't there. Sometimes the net fell. Sometimes people bounced out of it. The net wasn't and there? The Where did the net there. go? <laughs> <laughs> Who drops you with no... Oh, my God. No. No. I know. There are currently scads open all over the world. So these things are still happening. I don't yeah, like that. I, I, I don't even know. I don't know what's worse. Um, the snake-infested lake with the blowing up boats or that. <laughs> <laughs> Being dropped from 170 feet you're, up in the air. You're nailing my... <laughs> yes. You're nailing my biggest fears. <laughs> Heights and snakes. Yeah. No <laughs> Heights, man. Height. No. This one is kind of funny. I mean, you know what a trebuchet is, correct? Maybe. <laughs> it's medieval device that was used for flinging rocks into castle walls. Oh, yeah. To I know that. put holes in castle walls. Yeah. Or you would fill it with plague-ridden corpses to throw over the castle walls to Naturally. demoralize the people inside of it and uh, infect them with the plague. Oh, no. Well, no. <laughs> in Middlemore Water Park, they had a human trebuchet. No. Yeah. So, for 70 bucks, uh, <coughs> willing people 
got into this thing and were fired 75 feet through the air into a freestanding net. I can literally think of anything else I would pay 70 <laughs> bucks for. <laughs> I can think of a number of people I would pay 70 bucks to have them flung out of a trebuchet Ooh. as long as the net wasn't there. For legal purposes, I'm sure you're kidding. This won't be a deposition yes. like evidence in a court case someday. Yes. This will not be evidence in a future court case. <laughs> um, and so I've heard conflicting reports on this. I've heard some reports that it was closed in 2002 due to a death. I have also heard reports that it was still operating as late as 2012. Who knew it was big business to just be cannonballed over a... <laughs> no. That's yeah, to be <laughs> slingshotted into your... To oh, be no. flung into a net. I no. mean, the, I will admit I have I have built a trebuchet. I've only built little teeny tiny ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have been involved in kind of assisting to build larger trebuchets that we use for throwing pumpkins. Oh, yeah. Not people... Pumpkins. Pumpkin, pumpkin, pumpkin chunking. Pumpkin chunking. <laughs> Couldn't get that out. <laughs> yeah. Awesomely wonderful things to do. Yeah. Oh, no. I would never. Pumpkins in a trebuchet, great. Watermelons in a trebuchet, even more fun. Me in a trebuchet, ain't going to happen. Not so much. couple more. I think we've oh. got time left. Yeah. Um, okay. So this one is morbid and sad at the same time. Oh, good. There's there's an amusement park in Pripyat, Ukraine, which if it sounds kind of familiar, it'll make more sense a little bit later on. So it was scheduled to open the 1st of May, 1986. Had five attractions, an 85-foot tall Ferris wheel, which at the time was huge. Yeah. Beautiful. They had bumper cars. They had a paratrooper ride, which is one of the umbrella rides that kind of goes round in circles and swings yeah really fun it's called paratrooper ride they also had swing boats which is like kind of you're in a long boat and it goes up and then swings down and then up and swings down so it's oh yeah the little momentum thing yeah yeah also great fun and they had a carnival shooting game there's a, a few videos that exist of kind of trial runs of the amusement park in Pripyat. Uh, Most of them were taken earlier that winter because the park never opened due to a little thing that happened on the 26th of April, 1986. Oh. Little thing called Chernobyl. Yeah. So the park is abandoned. So nobody ever died in the park. Nobody ever got hurt in the park. Nothing. But it does sit inside the exclusion zone around Chernobyl. So you can pay scads of money to go in and be kind of an adventure tourist on my bucket list of things to do. But for most people, and I sent you the link to one of the videos, there are people who have gone and done um, drone footage of Pripyat and the plant and some of the apartment buildings and all of that. It's beautiful yeah yeah i'm gorgeous. torn like i would love to see it like just all of that because you can tour the power plant and stuff too but i don't know i don't know if my anxiety would allow me to trust the equipment you wear it just well and oh so scary 
random fact zeke and i watch uh competitive eating on youtube i don't know why we do but there's this dude uh ricky santel i think is his name and he did the tour and did like a vlog of it and it was so interesting but uh, yeah it's- yeah none of them were they were not as scared as i think they should have been <laughs> It's still such a dangerous place to be. And like, it's, I mean, part of me is, it's like, it's been 35 years. The exclusion zone, it's safer. Er, Er. kind of the operative part of there. And part of it too, is a lot of where they dumped some of the radioactive material. They have put concrete around it. They've encased it in concrete. So it's, it's not, as deadly it doesn't uh, hit it doesn't ping the geiger counter as much and also depending on which tour guide you ask sometimes if you go when it's raining much less dangerous because there's not radioactive dust blowing around oh yeah yeah so there's there's that <laughs> just, just some awful but nuclear waste <laughs> no big deal <laughs> so in germany there's this amusement park called Wonderland Kalker. Oh, okay. And it's, I it's, called the, yeah, it's called the Energy Factory. And it's built on the site of what was planned to be a nuclear power plant. Oh, good. <laughs> they didn't bring anything radioactive in, so it's it's safe for the kids and all of that. And inside the cooling tower, they actually have a swing ride. So it's one of the ones that goes around and then extends up out of the tower. Oh, whoa. Way up above the top of the tower. So you can swing around in the swing and see the countryside and all the rest of the remains of what had been a a nuclear power plant. Well, this makes more sense because the article I was reading, it was like a real life Duff beer. And I was like, huh? But it makes sense now because Duff beer, it was the power plant and the Simpsons. Yeah. It all makes sense to me now. Yeah, but and also inside that cooling tower is a rock climbing wall. Oh, so it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, kind of vaguely looking at prices if you decide to go. Not terribly, terribly expensive, and it did look kind of fun. Might be a lot more fun if you're younger, mm-hmm. because it doesn't look to have many like grown up, grown up rides. Yeah, you know, a little yeah. younger, but did look pretty cool, and. My last one is kind of weird, morbid. I know you're doing history of Disney on the next one, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. This one is not any ride specific, but not only is Disney the happiest place on earth, also can be your resting place, kind of. It's an incredibly, incredibly popular place to spread ashes which is illegal. You cannot do it. Note, I am telling you in advance, cannot do this. I'm just imagining people like Mission Impossible, like humming it, being like, dun, dun, dun. And as they try to sneak it in. <laughs> no, there's way easier ways. Pill bottles. Um, oh, little baggies. So- well, they go through your bags now, so it'd have to be like incognito. The most popular place to drop off ashes in Disney is the Haunted Mansion. I could I could see that, yeah. Other popular places are It's a Small World, Into the Water, the moat on the outside of the Dumbo ride. Really? Dumbo? Dumbo. <laughs> oh, 
That's a depressing ass movie. I don't want to spend my eternity resting in the saddest goddamn scene. The one where the mom's nose comes out and it's rocking Dumbo. That scarred me as a child. I never watched it again. Uh, 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 Fool me once, Disney. (laughs) I will never watch your movies again. (laughs) Just that one in particular. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Wrecked me. Various flower beds around uh, benches, around trees. And not so strangely, Pirates of the Caribbean. I was about to say, if I had to pick a place, it would be Pirates. And also, Pirates of the Caribbean at once did have real skeletons in it because the fake ones looked too fake. <laughs> so they bought Spare. real skeletons from the UCLA Medical Department. That's amazing. So, I love yeah. that ride. It is fun. I want to go. They say that every once in a while, Johnny Depp will just like be in there and people will think it's the animatronic and they won't like register that it's actually him. Like, I would like that to be me. I want to be there. I have no idea. It would be pretty cool, though. But, yeah. (laughs) And there are quotes from a few Disney Park employees that talk about how pretty much any time you're in the Haunted Mansion and you're looking at dust, there's a pretty good chance there's cremains in it. Can you imagine working there? Just being like, not again. (laughs) Breathing in dead people. (laughs) They've got a special code word for it. And they will shut the ride down, get everybody out, shut the ride down. And it's for safety purposes. It's quote unquote safety purposes. That's the reason they give for the ride being shut down mm-hmm. is for safety, which is kind of. And then they will come out in hazmat suits with HEPA filtered vacuums in order to vacuum up the cremains. Oh, so, yeah, don't do this unless you want your loved one to be in a vacuum. <laughs> or if you're going to do it and you didn't hear it from me, take a small, small amount and don't just like dump it over the side. Just kind of casually sprinkle a little bit here and there. That way, the happiest place on earth can be your happy place on earth. <laughs> yeah. So if you're on that ride and they make you get off for safety reasons, be like, who did it? Which one of you? Was it Robin again? Really? <laughs> you know, they're supposed to be cremated when you scatter their body parts at the park. <laughs> Not just random body parts. Uh, and I can understand that. Cause some people, you know, I don't care what happens to me. I just want it to be something really inconvenient for Zeke for the rest of his life if I go first. But I... I I can get it being the place where people have the most memories or they just loved it so much. They're going to be there. There's a lot of um, stories about like people who, who went every year growing up, their folks took them every year growing up. They would come back for special occasions with their parents, you know, weddings, graduations, special birthdays, wedding anniversaries, et cetera, et cetera. So it, I totally get it being a place where you would want to spend the rest of your life. Mm. You know, me being me, surrounded by screaming children for the rest of eternity. <laughs> That's kind of my idea of hell. Yeah, it's not for everyone. <laughs> uh, definitely not. Although being sprinkled in the haunted mansion wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing for me. No, I mean, it does sound cool, but <laughs> the spore employees. How's <laughs> your day today? Well, <laughs> I had to vacuum up another one. 
Three in a row, man. Stupid <laughs> doom buggies. And then somebody in Pyrus just dumped somebody out the side of the boat. They weren't dead yet. Just dumped him out the side of the boat. We had to go retrieve him. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. When you're waiting in line for the Haunted Mansion, take a look at the name plaques underneath each bust because it gives like the dates of their life and death, the causes. And there's also, it's a riddle as to who killed who as you go through. There's no prize for guessing the riddle, but it's kind of cool. The self-satisfaction knowing that (laughs) I know who killed everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that. That's really cool. Oh, that's really neat. I love the Haunted Mansion. I have a purse that is the wallpaper of the Haunted Mansion. Oh, cool. So pretty. It's like my favorite purse. Yeah, that gift shop is one of my favorites. I, was, I just want to decorate my whole house and everything in here. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't decorate my house in, in anything particularly <laughs> morbid or creepy. Or There's weaponry, a skull. <laughs> no, there's a, there's a stack of skulls. There's, there's oh, three of there's them. Several. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see them now, yeah. Yeah, it's a little stack of skulls. <laughs> yeah. Weapons, <laughs> lots of weapons. There is a TARDIS over my shoulder that you can. Aw. All right, you ready to get weird? Yes, get me weird. Get me weird. You know, I, I'm i a huge fan of theme parks. I've mentioned that about a thousand times. And it's not lost on me every time Seek and I go to a theme park. We enjoy it like an adult, kid-free, boozy experience. So it got me thinking, are there any adult-only theme parks? And I was not ready for the answer I got. It got super weird and very sexual, very fast. Well, and I I sent you two as well. (laughs) And so, alas, another one of my segments is full of dicks. So I guess, sorry, mom. But, like, well, you know, life is a bag of dicks. If he keeps on asking me, like, why I have so many stories about dicks, and I don't know what to tell you, except like flesh flutes are hilarious. They're it's just, funny looking. Yeah, it's and it, just, and some of these were funny at first, but then when I heard the history about it, it was actually quite lovely. So <laughs> you'll find out. You'll love it too. You'll be like, I want to go see that giant dick fountain. Yeah, not all, not all dick art is just weird. Some yeah. of it is really quite touching. Uh-huh. So and that <laughs> so come up with should have phrasing. <laughs> Whew, all right. So adult only theme parks you never knew you needed, beginning with Japan. An adult only theme park has opened in Tokyo's red light district on October 10th of this year, the 2020, where guests can be served by porn stars and enjoy private video booths featuring adult entertainment. It was supposed to open earlier, but you know, COVID through a wrench and everything so it's yeah. a five-story theme park in kabukicho kabuchi yeah i think that's it kabukicho and it's called Sodland. and it was designed by japanese adult film producer soft on demand <laughs> and it's been dubbed the uh, amusement park for adults all righty so they said they were inspired by Disneyland if it were a dreamland <laughs> for men. And I'm like, barf, how about the ladies? How about uh, everybody in between? Why does it have to just be for dudes? 
It's not very, uh, it's a running theme with a lot of these is they're not very, you know, inclusive. They're very cishet man. Yes. Very uh, disappointing. But we can make fun of it. Once again, cishet men, pretty disappointing. (laughs) So the theme park is only open to guests 18 and over, obviously, and it has themes for each floor. So, according to local media, the basement is the newcomer adult film actress floor, where they are served by new and -and up-and-coming adult film stars with food and drink that they can order at the bar. The first floor is where you can pay your bills, shop at souvenir shops, which is all sex toys, take photos, and then play Gachapon, which, if you don't, I don't know how to explain it, like... They're everywhere in Japan, but they're these machines that sell capsules, and then those had toys and, like, other trinkets in them. So, yeah, Yeah. sex-themed ones. They're really big in Japan. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The one, like, quote I saw was, like, it's a unique aspect of Japan and an addictive form of entertainment. And then just throw some dicks in there. Makes it even better. The second floor is the Kakabutsu Salon, and it offers a more risque form of entertainment, such as erotic massages. <laughs> oh. Naughty. <laughs> Don't make a happy ending joke. Don't make a happy ending joke. Okay. Third floor <laughs> is the famous adult actress floor, and it lets guests talk and mingle with more well-known adult film stars. The fourth floor is the silent bar where guests are able to watch adult film stars mix drinks while wearing bikinis as long as they stay silent. They make noises, they get kicked out. So Sodland will charge an admission rate of 500 yen, so that's $4.70 per half hour. That's not bad. And then it's also not a hostess bar, which in hostess bars, you have to pay for the hostess's drinks as well. So here, you only have to pay for your own drinks. So they're like, it's a steal. <laughs> I have no problem going to hostess bars and, and buying the hostess's drinks as well as giving them a fair wage. Because, mm-hmm. you know, sex work is real work. Preach. We have no sex shaming here. I'm a little disappointed that's a theme park with no rides. But you do you, Japan. You do you. It's apparently up and running. They have COVID measures. Everybody has to have their temps taken. You have to wear masks. It's uh, doing very well for being a new business. So That sounds pretty cool. And actually, the wearing masks in Japan is not, it's not that unusual. Yeah. So it's really not that much of a leap to go from, you know, wearing masks on the street to wearing masks in an establishment. It's true. It's, Not uh, your butt on camera. Sorry. <laughs> Cat's uh, looking her butt and I don't want it to be on camera. All right. So now we're going to move on to South Korea. So we're going to leave your inhibitions at the door and head on to Loveland, the world's kinkiest theme park, according to a couple of websites. I don't think it's very kinky. It's actually more like sex education, but it's adorable. So. It's called Jeju Loveland, and it was created in 2004 by 20 artists who graduated from the university in Seoul, and it's located on Jeju Island, which is a huge tourist destination right now. Like, it's just getting bigger and bigger, and that's where everybody goes. Oh! So the- <laughs> oh, I hit my mic. Okay. The 
The park is about two soccer fields big. It's actually quite large and it takes about an hour to see unless you want a quickie. <laughs> but um, And it has exhibition halls that house gift shops and galleries, which is all sex shops and lingerie and all kinds of stuff. And that actually is traditional Korean architecture, the museums, but everything else is not. It's very modern. So it's very lovely. I will show you pictures here in a second. Yeah, I want to see pictures, especially of the the, the museums, the traditional. Yeah, it's really beautiful. I, so, I don't remember my time in Korea. So, oh, I've never been. Oh, God, it's gorgeous. Make Zeke take you. No, I don't. I We're really hoping we don't get orders there. So we're not going to jinx it till he's out. <laughs> like, Japan yeah. was like the best place ever. All my friends are there. And all my military friends. It's um, so nice. Go. Go visit. I know. Everything's almost back to normal there. So they're like going out and doing things. And, and like, oh, even that things nice. that aren't like back to normal, it's not that outside of normal for various places in Asia. Mm-hmm. So it's really no big deal. Yeah. They're having a good time. Um, so as you enter the Love Museum and Art Gallery, there's a claw machine where you can snatch up some sex toys. <laughs> and I saw one website was like, some of these toys look like they've been here since South Korea became a country. <laughs> that was funny. So dusty old dildos. And then you make your way around. There's a glass display case that has all kinds of dildos, condoms, sex toys, and everything else you can think of related to sex. So this is a, like I said, educational museum. There's a reason. I'll get to. <laughs> and the back of the first floor is, you know, a store it has lingerie, plastic stress balls that are actually te- testicle balls. They have boob stress balls, whips, handcuffs, playing cards with sex position, keychains, blah, 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 blah. So you- kind of your typical theme park gifts, only Dicks. not quite in <laughs> not quite in the same yes all your little jockeys yes everything's not the same aesthetics yeah it's like when you go to the zoo and everything has like an animal on it but this time it's just porn yeah well yeah naturally on the second floor i thought this was hilarious they have rotating art exhibits and they're dioramas like little lifelike people doing different like sexy situations like there's one where you're at like a work party and then somebody's like going down on somebody there's one like where it's a a sauna and it's a bunch of dudes (laughs) like just every weird situation that sexy times can happen and they're just little tiny little diorama people it looks like yeah it looks like robot chicken people it's like the great thing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's what i saw <laughs> all right so the balken cuny is a phallus wearing yellow mittens and the sakuni is a vagina modeling a floppy hat and bow and they are the park mascots Obviously. maybe maybe that's what i need to accentuate my my little lady garden is a <laughs> floppy hat and a bow Yes, and they're welcoming visitors at the front gates. The restrooms have a sexual theme as well. So there's two breasts for handles in the men's door and then a wrecked penis on the doorknob for the women's door, like you do. You know. And the outdoor theme park features 140 sculptures representing humans in various sexual positions. 
And instead of like the yellow big road, you have like a pink penis path, just giant dicks on the asphalt, taking you everywhere you need to go. And they have like maps that has all like the positions on it too. It's like a keepsake. <laughs> and if you look in the distance and you see some like mounds of dirt, no, they're boobs and they've put little nipples on them. <laughs> wow, adorable. <laughs> and statues include like sexual positions, some self-loving. They have some really bendy Kama Sutra looking romps. And they even have some animals doing the dirty. So very well-rounded. Especially from- considering self-love. Very, very educational. Yes. The first sculpture when you come in the park is a woman in the middle of a self-inflicted orgasm. And she's like yep. arching hey. her back. And it's very erotic. Yes. I'll show you pictures. <laughs> Sorry, mom. (laughs) I'm sure your mom gets it. Some of the statues, there's one like a glory hole. There's uh, a car that has people having car sex with like, with very, uh, they have like speakers too. So you hear. It's, it's, yes, it's not just visual, it's audio as well. Yes, it's all over the place. So the history is what I found. So charming. So after the Korean War, the island became a popular honeymoon destination for Korean couples due to its warm climate. And many of these couples had wed because of arranged marriages. They were recently hitched and they had no sexual knowledge or experience because it's too taboo to talk about in South Korea. So it made for some really awkward honeymoon nights. And so this island became known for being a center of sex education. And Due to the clientele, some of the honeymoon hotels around the area began offering shows that guided them, the couples, like a tour of the park, and then explaining all the sexual positions to them so that they could learn how to have sex on their wedding nights. Which is pretty important. It, yes. It- and there's like statues. There's one. There's a, they're actually quite weird, but like the female empowerment ones, like the women are like three times the size of the men just being like dominant sex but it's also weird that like a culture that is so taboo about sex actually is teaching them about women taking control in sex i thought that was interesting because they're not yeah, shying that's... away from that it's very <laughs> it really got me and i was really expecting this just be like a joke park with some funny penis statues which there are but i was actually i actually love some of the pieces they're beautiful sculptures and they're just gorgeous and i will show them but there's also some like raunchy and funny ones here to like have a giggle so well i mean come on what's what's a sex park without a few giggles (laughs) and again you have to be 18 years old to get in and they do have a separate play area like a playground for children (laughs) so you can just drop your kids off and then go makes sense and it's very heteronormative except for a few dioramas representing men that are in traditional korean spas so there's like a bunch of men in the room and then there's one with an erection, but everything else is very uh, normative. So that's kind of disappointing. And before you leave Loveland, you're invited to throw spare coins into a goldfish pond where a penis shaped fountain is right in the middle shooting water. <laughs> so let me show you some of these pictures. Again, if you join Patreon, you can watch this live. Okay, so these are some of the penis paths. It's little penis path. It's so cute. <laughs> the tickets. This is like a like a sink and uh, penis faucets. Because of course. Oh yeah, they're the little care to fill up your water bottle. Wa- 
Water bottle? Water bottle. <laughs> I love this. It's a hand and it's it's found the clitoris and the title is found it. <laughs> that and was like, obviously not written by a man. Yes. And like and it's like a mosaic. Like it's really pretty. It's very it is. It's very it's very artistic. Yeah. So and there's a mosaic penis. And then there's some like giant statues. So there's like a woman in high heels bending over. This is one of those little dioramas. Uh, yeah. You look at little claymation peoples. Yeah. This is one of the ones where it's like the woman is much bigger and she's kind of like, come and get me. <laughs> and he's like running away. But it's very interesting. And then the women are all different sizes. Yeah. Uh, which is nice to see. Oh, yes. Here we have a glory hole. Glory hole. Uh, this is a, a mythological creature, and these are the bathrooms. Mm, bathrooms, yeah. Just random sculptures. Oh, there was one more I forgot to. So the gold statue is the woman, Ooh, like yeah. right at climax. Like these, the ones that's like lovers in an embrace. They're beautiful. They are. They're like marble sculptures. Yeah. They remind me a lot of like the Cupid and Psyche statues that I really like. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they, uh, and they got some that are just cute, you know, like, just kidding. Yeah. And there's a couple of threesomes. <laughs> like I said, I was, like, shocked at the first I saw it. I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. And then you just think about, you know, a couple trying to learn how to be intimate, and it's actually quite beautiful. Yeah, it really is. It, yeah, it's really quite educational. And especially you were saying that they would take, like, tours from the hotels. Yeah to learn that would that's really important and especially because it looks like they're very concerned about female pleasure as well as just men it's true and that especially for a place where sex is so taboo that is really really interesting so i probably cannot put that on facebook and instagram because i will definitely be flagged but it will be on the website so if you want to look at some of those historically a pot at gmail.com okay and that's not the only naughty park in South Korea. So this is not a theme park, but it's worth a mention. The Heisendong Park is known as the Penis Park, where dozens of sculpted phalluses stand erect in defiance of an old folk curse. So it's an interesting story. It's actually quite sad. Again, I thought this was going to be funny. And then I was like, oh, that's tragic. So it's not as funny as, you know, which is stealing penises because men suck. No. no so the collection ranges from hanging like three meter tall trunks of wood um they're all sculpted by korean artists and they showcase anything from joy spirituality to sexuality the small folk museum attached showcases penis related art throughout the ages so that's fun penises throughout the ages <laughs> as stolen by your local witch Yes. So the story goes that there was a young couple and they were madly in love and soon to be wed. And it was, it ended in tragedy when a high tide overtakes the woman in view of her fiance and she dies. The next day, a number of fish that was caught on the island dwindled like greatly. And then the following day, it just dried up completely. And then the townspeople said, that there was a curse and they didn't know what to do. And that was until a local fisherman relieved himself in the sea and the fish returned. So to appease the spurned woman's inability to consummate, 
they've decided they're just going to put dicks up everywhere so that she can see penises and be happy and stop taking away all their fish. Typical male gaze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's an interesting story that she was just so mad she died a virgin that she has to look at penises now. So, yeah, it's really interesting. I'll, again, I can't post dicks to Facebook, but it will be on the website. <laughs> You know, I bet we could if we like did a little black bar like Maybe. over the tip. Maybe. I bet we could. Do some be it's very creative. art though. I know, I don't and understand. You're allowed yeah. to have artwork, so it would probably be okay. Yeah. Somebody will probably turn me in. <laughs> and then finally we're gonna go to Brazil to erotica land. <gasps> oh Brazil. It was to be the first amusement park in the world dedicated to eroticism planned to be opened by June 2018. And this idea came from a Brazilian businessman who invested almost 18 million pounds, which is $23 million in U.S. dollars, to set up sexual attractions. These, I thought, were just funny. It was entirely themed around sex, including a 70, which I don't know what that means, cinema with vibrating seats. Oh, which- 70s cinema so like porn theaters or oh is what that they what wanted theaters. it's probably supposed to be like 70s no it's not 70 like 40 3d 2d but it's 70 i oh. don't know maybe it was i don't oh, know well if you know if it's got like vibrating chairs and you can smell ball sweat it's probably 7d I worked at a movie theater and I had to pick up a lot of gross shit. I can't imagine me having to to clean that up. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. It also had a nudist pool, which also, I mean, you do you, but also gross. People are nasty. (laughs) Do you want an STI? That's how you get an STI. And then they had bumper cars that were shaped like genitalia. Like you do. There was also going to be some tamer things like roller coasters, a Ferris wheel, some sex shops, you know, in case you want to leave with a souvenir. And there was a sex playground complete with a water slide. Well, named the and then they're going to have a train called the train of pleasure and then also an erotic sculpture park. So so the the water slide, is that the WAP? (laughs) Yes. Instead of usual like snacks at a theme park, it was all going to be aphrodisiacs. So, Ooh, so chocolate, strawberries, or yeah, yeah, oranges, pomegranates, mm. mushrooms, oysters. That's all oysters. I can pick. <laughs> and then they get you all riled up, but sex is not permitted in the park. And they said that if you want to go to the next level, they have nearby hotels that they also manage. So not here. But well, go. so then, then a, a nude swimming pool then would not be so bad. It would be That's much, true. Less, would be much like... less gross. It would be more like a um, like a hot spring almost. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as everybody just keeps it together. <laughs> well, and that's the whole thing, though. Brazil <laughs> sex isn't terribly taboo. It's so true. It's, yeah, it's not going to be a big thing to be around other naked people <gasps> also brazilian people are gorgeous so they're probably like fuck yeah if i look like a brazilian model i would never wear clothes again honestly they're so beautiful yeah yeah but you know <laughs> they don't have fat they don't have many fat chicks in brazil 
And for some of us, that really does it. So, you know. <laughs> oh, it's true. Um, but not everybody viewed this park as a positive uh, contribution to society. Matthew Erler, or Matthews Erler, president of the Council of the City of Piracia Saba, claimed that this project would make the city a den of debauchery. Their response? Gold. Quote, this place won't be for nuns, but it's not like we're trying to recreate Sodom and Gomorrah over here. <laughs> I just thought that was beautiful. That is fantastic. Oh, man. <laughs> and the only downside I see is that the cost, insane. It was going to be $100 admission. Oof. That's insane. That is pretty high. It's like, but I think of Disney. That's like uh, 300 bucks a person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, it never did open. I did all this research, and then I was like, wait, kept saying it was opening in 2008, and then I couldn't find anything recent, but what happened is they ran out of money. Apparently, penis bumper cars are really expensive. <laughs> so, <laughs> a person from this uh, group says, quote, for now, the park project has been postponed for the reason of the current economic plus political crisis that Brazil has been facing since they're in a massive recession right now. So it's been on pause, but they said it will happen. So we'll find out. And so I wanted to just end this with some funny reviews from theme parks, just to yeah. make sure we end on some funny notes. End on something funny. <laughs> yeah. Away from the dick jokes. All right. So can we really ever get away from dick jokes? <laughs> I mean, you know, come on. Oh, just get us out of the gutter a little bit. All right. So the first one, quote, this park is overrated. I can't believe people pay so much money for virtual rides. There is only one real roller coaster in the park. After two virtual rides, they're all the same. Save your money and just go to the movies and splash some water on your face. Toya from Universal Studios, Florida. <laughs> I was like, there's a lot of anger. I... I like Universal Studios Florida. I had a great time. And yeah, they have some virtual rides, but they were amazing. I don't seems really bitter about nothing. <laughs> Maybe she went in the summertime. It was really hot. She got heat stroke, crabby. There were a lot of Dole Whip, except that's Disney, not Universal. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And you got Harry Potter. And yeah, Harry Potter's the one. Well, they have a virtual, but they had two roller. They have three now. They were out of butterbeer. Oh, that's, that's probably what problem. it is. This next one. <sighs> no good Only good if you live under a rock and don't know any better. A poor attempt to be a theme park. Steve at Legoland. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a lot of venom being spit at Legoland. Yeah. Uh, some Somebody stepped on one too many. Oh, this one's good. Also Legoland. Never again. This place is everything I hate about capitalism. A diabolical carny running one of the games lied to my five-year-old and swore she would never give her stuffed unicorn if we gave her $10 to play a game. We did. There's no punctuation. It's a very long sentence. We didn't even want to play and then insisted that she had never said that and made my little girl cry. I promise she really told us that in no uncertain terms. Then they wanted almost $5 for a refill of iced tea. Lines are terrible. People are cranky. Felt dehumanized. <laughs> like a dehumanized wallet. They can keep their bad unicorns and their watered down tea. We're going back to Disneyland where nobody ever leaves crying. <laughs> and they just signed whatever. 
All right. <laughs> wow. Somebody really needs to switch to decaf. <laughs> yeah. And buy a grammar check. Oh, all right. Quote, should be called Cedar waiting and all. <laughs> well, I guess sorry. <laughs> Cedar Point. Yay. Yeah, Cedar Point. <laughs> Should be called Cedar waiting in a line all fucking day and ride two rides. Thanks for nothing. Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that made me giggle. (laughs) Okay. This is for Sesame Place, like Sesame Street. I just need you to know that as we go into the first sentence. Too many kids. But it was still a fun place to get drunk and fight single mothers. I also didn't like how people keep correcting me like it wasn't Sesame Street. It's Sesame Place. Like I care. I'm just trying to live my life the way I want. (laughs) But the worst part is when every time I took a nap, some dude's waking me up (laughs) by squirting Narcan up my nose. Like, hey, I'm just napping. Overall, this is a good place for homeless people. It's too expensive to go if you're homeless. <laughs> and signed Blob F. Well, oh. Okay, they got my last name wrong, but you know. Uh, Narcan's yeah. expensive, folks. This is Bush Gardens Williamsburg. All caps. Vegans need to eat too. If you're vegan, I'm sorry. Sneak Chipotle. I do it every time. P.S. They're terrible at checking bags. <laughs> So sneak in that Chipotle. That's from Caitlin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. Disney. Quote, wow, you money grubbing hungry bitches. I am impressed with your greed. You're able to take magic to hell in less than a second. Shame on you and pox on your family. Who says Shame on you and a pox on your family. Yeah, that's... And, and that's Aaron L. I think you need to calm down, Aaron. <laughs> that's that's intense. Pox on your family. So this is for Dolly Parton's theme park, Dolly World. You do not be bad-mouthing Dollywood. I will come slap the taste out of your mouth so damn fast. <laughs> we love Dolly. So, quote, Disney prizes for flea market entertainment? <laughs> Dolly Parton is a lovely human being. Love her, but this theme park sucks out loud. <laughs> you know, flea market entertainment. Even St. Dolly once said it takes a lot of money to look this cheap. <laughs> it's true. I saw her on something recently, and she was talking about her, her aesthetic was just seeing the trashy ladies and everybody being like, don't be like them. And she's like, no, I love that. I want to be that. <laughs> so I like, know. Yes, right? you do you. I have always aspired to be St. Dolly. St. Dolly and St. Carrie. Okay. This one is just all over the place, but aliens. So Six Flags Magic Mountain. All right. Well, see, there you go right there. (laughs) Before you enter this place, look at the overhead shot at surrounding and decide for yourself what all that nuclear shit is doing there. I will take pictures next time I'm on a motorcycle or or 9-11 when I speed through. This is also a place where Santa Clarita wash runs right through. All I'm saying is people don't be naive. 
Not everything you see or hear about is what is advertised. They don't want you to know, for instance, the secret government projects. Do people know about Area 51? It could be some type of secret society wanting to guard their evil as they have for centuries. Aliens? Question mark. How about some of that Hollywood sets and stages? I don't, I don't know where it was going at the end, but aliens? Question mark. That's oh, because dear. everybody knows aliens live at DIA, or at least the reptilians do. <laughs> and the final one. <clears throat> My friends and I were hoping for a genuine dinotastic experience and unfortunately left disappointed. We were asked to survey the park before it opened. During the tour, the T-Rex escaped and flipped over our car. At that moment, our weekend getaway became a desperate game of survival. Thankfully, that same T-Rex also ended up saving us from three hungry velociraptors by aggressively attacking them for unexplained reasons. The bloody brawl brought us enough time to escape. I'm not planning a second visit. <laughs> Two out of ten. No Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> there was also no whichever Chris was in it either. It's going to be my guess. And that was Dino World by Ryan. <laughs> like Chef's kiss. <laughs> those, are, those are as good as the horrible reviews from national parks. <laughs> it was about Yellowstone. Not enough animals. Would not recommend. Yeah. Oh, what's that one? I, I heard about it on Wine and Crime where it was like McDonald's, like, got stabbed, would come back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, you know, I mean, that's what's in the, the Big Mac sauce. It's crack. Swear to God. It's gotta be. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me. This has been so much fun. This is a great theme. <laughs> I gotta watch that documentary. I have seen the Johnny Knoxville movie. And now oh, a lot of this is making sense. Johnny Knoxville thing. There was an interview he did afterwards with one of the stunts he did. And it was talking about how he, he got injured on Jackass a lot. Mm-hmm. But while he was doing the movie for Action Park, he got injured, thought he had a, a head injury, went to the ER, told him everything's fine, sent him home. He sneezed and his eyeball popped out of his head. <gasps> That's the kind of injury you got at Action Park. Oh, my God. That's Action Park. <laughs> That's oh. what it is. Johnny Knoxville had the full Action Park Ooh. experience. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, Jackass actually uh, filmed a a thing in my hometown at Bullshoals Lake. It was when they were riding a rocket into a lake. That was actually my hometown. Like, really close. <laughs> it's like, weird. I actually saw um, Steve-O. He came to San Antonio yeah, he was allowed back. He got banned, I think, from San Antonio for doing some dumb shit. <laughs> he jumped off the bridge. I think it was like the Selena Bridge into the Riverwalk River, but it's not very deep. So he like busted his ass and they're like, why Why would you do that? But uh, Why not? A, yeah. Some days it's it like was super there? shallow. Yeah. So they're like, please don't do stuff like that because people are going to get themselves killed. Well, thank okay. You so much for joining me. Thanks for it's having fun. me back. Yes, this was so much fun. It was a great episode, and we will have you back in a couple months for a uh, top okay. secret confidential. Oh, oh yes, <laughs> top secret confidential. Right. Uh, very splishy, splashy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening. I am so sorry that this episode came out so late. Full disclosure, I had surgery this week and I thought I was going to be Superwoman and would come out of this pretty uh, extensive surgery feeling amazing and I'd be able to edit three episodes. And I got two down and then the third one was like, nope. (laughs) So today and yesterday has been a lot more rough and so I uh I just I couldn't do it (laughs) I tried so hard um but I'm okay and I'm healing and things are going pretty good so thank you for understanding and being amazing and I also want to thank my guest this week Robin for joining me and also recording a while ago because I knew I was having this surgery and I didn't want to be on camera (laughs) If you want to join Patreon so you can watch these episodes and chat along, that's patreon.com slash historical AF pod. If you want to follow me on social media, that is historical AF pod across the board, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And if you just want to email me, you want to email me stories for a listener's episode, or you just want to, you know, email me to just talk. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's historicalafpod at gmail.com. And with the holidays coming up, there's going to be more discounts and such happening at the merch store. And that is shop.spreadshirt.com slash historicalafpod. And I think that's about it. Thanks guys so much. I hope you had a great spooky season and uh let's brace ourselves for election day. If you haven't voted, please go vote. Okay. Okay. Bye. (laughs) 